You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Tanya Pinkins, um, maker, actor, singer. I'm not a dancer, definitely not. Don't ask me. Uh, educator, author, painter, and I'm tired today. I'm a little groggy because I was up till about three in the morning watching the first movie of my guest today. <laughs> He's blushing over there. Uh, <laughs> I was up all night watching Hackers. Oh. What a great movie. <laughs> Just join me in welcoming actor, teacher, director, producer, Peter Kim. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Tanya. And that is really funny that you bring it up because it is hitting its 25th anniversary. Really? Yes. And um, there's apparently this really big kind of event that's happening in Las Vegas in <gasps> August that I was just invited to. Ooh. So I'm trying to figure out my schedule. Hopefully I can make it. But um, yeah, that is a blast from the past, but I will say people to this day still like stop me and it, it was, it's so fascinating. It really spoke to people at that time. And it's, no, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah. I definitely think it was a, it was kind of ahead of its time, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and you know, it was Angelina's Jolie's first Feature, yes. <laughs> and it was crazy. But the whole cast stuff, Fisher Stevens, Fisher Stevens, Johnny Lee Miller, yep. Wendell Pierce. I mean, like, what a kick-ass cast. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I mean, it was definitely my first feature film that I'd ever done. It was definitely the the most like yeah, I, at, at that point, I had... Uh, razor and Blade. Yes, yes. I was Blade <laughs> of Razor and Blade. Um, at that point... I had just done like my first off-Broadway show, which was, uh, it was called New York Rock by mm-hmm. Yoko Ono. It was a rock opera. Okay. Uh, back at the WPA. Yes, Do you remember? I yeah, I know. the WPA. Yeah, it was such a great place. Anyway, so I did that show and then I booked Hackers and um, it's actually like a really meaningful um, experience for me because I, I was, uh, I was, like a freshman in college at the time and my parents were like I, there are no artists in my family there uh, my parents are immigrants from Korea they're self-made you know they started they, they came to the states really poor you know and um you know so stability and pers- 
was really important to them and pursuing a career in the arts was like not really <laughs> what they thought of as stable. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say, yeah. Though uh, I will have to say that for myself, that's like how people always projected on me. And as I stand where I am now, like I'm real stable. Like my retirement looks really, really good. <laughs> like my career in the arts set me up to have a really nice life. Yeah. So I mean, l- uh, ho- hold up though. <laughs> but let's also say this is Tanya Pinkins we're talking about here. Okay. So <laughs> may we all be as uh, lucky being born with that talent. Um, but yeah, so that movie actually, I, I invited my parents. We shot in New York and in London. And when we were in New York, I invited my parents to set. And I think when they saw like the sheer magnitude of like the expense actually that was being put into a feature film, um, you know, like a commercial feature film, not like an indie film. They, I think got it. They were like, Oh, you know, they're like, Oh, okay. And then they knew how much I was getting paid for it and stuff. And they were like, Oh, okay. So that, that experience actually gave them, I think, the confidence in me to actually be able to pursue a career in the arts. Are you their only child? No, I have three older sisters okay. who are phenomenal and amazing. We're super close. Um, but I am the youngest of four and I am the only boy. So in oh. Korean culture, there's a lot of pressure there. And then you add on top the fact that I'm gay. Oh. Like that that definitely is a that's worthy of a whole podcast in and of well, itself. When did you come out? <laughs> uh I came out to I think myself, I would say, probably in like my senior year of high school. Okay. But um that was just to myself. And okay. I my best friend to this day, I I told her that I thought I was bisexual. And then in, I think it was my freshman year of, um, of college that I, I came out to myself and then came out to other people. And, um, and right around that time was when I was doing Hackers, actually. Oh. And, you know, the extraordinary Darren Lee, who plays Razor in the movie, you know, at that point, I didn't know a lot of um, gay men, okay. in particular of Asian descent. Okay. And Darren Lee, if people who are listening don't know, Darren Lee has like, 12 broadway shows under his belt you know like this guy was like i mean he's he's an amazing performer but he was killing it on the broadway scene at that time and i remember meeting him once we got cast and just being really in awe of him and also realizing like oh like you can be an out gay man and like it's okay And, and i think even when we were shooting it we didn't really talk about my sexuality or anything but um, I think a few weeks into production, we then I eventually did, and um, so yeah, that that experience on that movie was was really important to me in in many many ways. And then when you told your parents, yeah, I came out to my parents probably in my <coughs> mid twenties. Okay, um, and it was definitely hard. I mean, I I will. Here's the question yeah. that I have before we come because we get a lot of coming out stories. Sure, I'm interested in the the not coming out stories. You know where you're still inside and you can't and you know, the awkwardness that it has to be to you know your parents are telling me they want the kids I can imagine like when are you getting married and when are we gonna get the grandkids like what is that piece I think you know I people, uh, people say it all the time but like coming out is a process and you have to come out multiple times in your life mm. and so um you know first step was coming out to myself and then I came out to my sisters actually before telling my parents and then um, it was actually a few years between my sisters knowing and my parents finding out. Did they know? Uh, my sisters? I mean, 
like, I remember I had a lot of guy friends in high school who were like in love with me, but I knew they were gay. And so like, they were just, you know, telling me how much they were in love with me. And I was like, mm-hmm, one day <laughs> you'll figure that out. I mean, I didn't tell them that. But right, it's like, right. You know, so it's like, did your sisters, were they like, like, I think, I, would a mother know that? Yeah, you know, I think my sisters probably had suspicions. Okay. Um, but they, you know, like, I grew up in a very Catholic um, mm. family. My mom was going to be a nun before she met my dad. I have a uncle who is a catholic priest and mm. has a con- he just retired but he had a congregation in the bronx for like 30 years mm-hmm. um so you know being raised so catholic yeah. i think there were a lot of blind like i was raised catholic i know oh yeah so you're and you know yeah just not yeah. it's kind of like you can't even really yeah imagine it so why even bother yeah um so with my parents um you know i I didn't come out to them until I was financially stable. And that was uh, a conscious decision on my part because, um, you know, through college, my parents supported me and post-college, you know, they helped me out. And so I knew that it was a real possibility that I would just get disowned from the family. Mm. So um, I made sure that I was able to take care of myself before doing so. And but that's a hard burden to bear, thinking that they might disown me. Did they clearly don't? They did they not. Yeah, they were they were really supportive. Uh, they were supportive in the best way that they could have. And basically, I have never been disowned by them. They've always, um, you know, they. I know for a fact they they love me a hundred percent. But it was definitely a struggle. Um, and then. Um, yeah, I guess that was more of my practicality, my practical mind. Do you think mind. the sisters might have, like, told, prepped them for it? I don't think so. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. I think my mom, I think my mom sort of had suspicions, mm-hmm. um, but my my dad was completely taken aback by the whole thing. Okay. Um, and then, you know, my parents, I don't know about you, but my parents told my sisters, just and me, like, they don't want to meet anybody unless you're going to get married to them. Oh. It was like, no boyfriends, <laughs> like, don't bring anybody home unless you're going to wow. marry them. Yeah. Wow. So that, <laughs> no pressure. But um, so I, I took that to heart and I, I never, and I had boyfriends, you know, at the time and throughout, <clears throat> but until I met my husband, Michael, um, I did not invite anyone home or introduce them to anyone. But marriage, gay marriage wasn't even... It wasn't. So did did no. I not meet him till then? No, no. <laughs> I, guess, I guess in my mind it was like, well, as long as I know that this is like... The person. The person, then okay. I'm not going to... But that was about 10 years after... No, not 10 years. Probably like five to seven years after I came out to them that I introduced them to Michael. Wow. Um, yeah. But even then... I'm spilling the beans um, because I think it's important for people to hear, you know, it wasn't until Michael and I decided to get married that once again, it was a real kind of reckoning with my parents um, to, it was yet again, like another coming out. Right. Because I think on some level they always hoped that. You changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though like Michael and I were together for, 10 years before we got married and he was, was well he was welcome though to like family events he was welcome to christmas like he got christmas gifts like it, it was he was definitely you know welcomed and but it was this thing around marriage and i think for them being so catholic um 
for them, marriage is a sacrament. Mm. It's not just like a civil union. There's a whole other component to it. And, um, which I, I totally get, you know, but we didn't get married in a church. We did not want that. We weren't asking for the sacrament of marriage. We just wanted the legal rights. It's weird to think of it as a sacrament when at the time of its sort of invention, women and children were property. Mm. (laughs) You know, you're having a sacrament with something that's considered some property. Interesting. I never thought of it that (laughs) way. You know? Yeah. No agency. That property doesn't really have agency in this process. Yeah, so, you know, that hypocrisy of Catholicism. But the Catholicism, you, yeah, I think of myself as a recovering Catholic, and I see how it seeps into so many ways I look at things. You know, yeah. I'm still having to resist those just assumptions that the world works in a certain way that it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say even, <clears throat> like, this podcast with you and talking about this, this is, like a two decade journey for myself. I mean, uh, I've been out to myself and I have never hid my sexuality in professionally or anything, but it was certainly something that I kept in mind, you know, uh, especially as the conversation around representation of mm. um, the LGBTQ community has shifted so much that um, I feel more comfortable talking about it. And it was really, it wasn't until I got married um, five years ago where it all sort of, I don't know. I have to give credit to my therapist because uh, this is a therapist I've been seeing for like 20 years and um, she helped me come out Mm -hmm. to my parents um, and she's phenomenal. And it was actually her idea for me to get married Wow! (laughs) because she felt like it would be a really wonderful way to marry. (laughs) It would be a great way to um, I was real good at compartmentalizing my life Mm -hmm. and it would be a way to synthesize all of those things which she was a hundred percent right. So since being married five years ago, I feel, I feel different about my own sexuality and talking about it, my own comfort level. Um, and I think it's not a surprise that, um, my career has shifted in that time period. How so? Well, so, you know, I, I, I've been in this biz acting professionally for Actually, almost thirty years now. Wow, now uh, I'm yeah. old enough for that. <laughs> I started real young in the fetus. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think on some level I wasn't kind of ready for the spotlight, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then definitely, I I stepped away from the the, the biz. Like I took a hard out about yeah. five years ago, um, and actually. At that point, that it was really interesting. It kind of opened up all these other doors. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally the day after I told <clears throat> my manager and my agents that I was stepping away, I got a call from my friend Susie Agins, who's a really wonderful director who happened to be teaching at Princeton at the time in the theater department. And she called me and was like, hey, would you want to direct a show on campus and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I've never really directed it before. <laughs> but um I met with her and then um I she convinced me somehow and I interviewed for the <clears throat> job and I got it. And that literally that You opp- still lecture at Princeton. Now, I yes. do, yeah. So that was four years ago where I directed a show. Um and then subsequently I've been um I was brought on to teach acting there. Okay. So that was like a real 
opening to this other creative path for me um, in terms of directing and teaching. Right. And um, before that, a few years before that, I was producing with NatCo, the right. National Asian American <laughs> Theater Company. Um, Mia with, yeah, yeah, me is the best. Um, Do you have any challenges with your acting students of just respect for you because you're an Asian person? Because I certainly do as a black act, black teacher. Really? Oh my God, yes. Really? I think I'm giving up teaching all these little white children. Whoa, <clears throat> fascinating. Yeah, like, yeah. Are you teaching at the conservatory? You're teaching at the I conservatory. I was teaching at NYU. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I teach, so at Princeton, you can't major in theater. Okay, um, so people have had to have chosen this class. Yes. And a lot of, and I teach an intro to acting course. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it's some for many of them. And I'm really, this is really great about the program. They've never done acting before. They've, they have no idea about theater. So it's a real first time experience. Okay. So, um, I find that, um, the challenge with that is that I'm, I'm up like, you know, we as performers, like we're expressive with our bodies, our voice, our feelings, you know, we're, Part that's part of our job to be connected to that stuff, and for them, they've never really been asked to access those parts of mm -hmm. themselves. So that is really the challenge. Okay. Um, and I think being um, an Asian man um, teaching the course, it actually has welcomed more students who typically don't feel welcome mm -hmm. in the theater uh -huh. uh, to take this class because I, I I've had really really diverse classes. Oh, wonderful. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but can you talk more about what you were just saying? Because I think that is fascinating because I have, I, have, I have not experienced that. I think that, like, it, there's a sense for me that it doesn't matter that I have this career and that I have these awards and that I've done anything. I'm just not treated with any level of respect <laughs> i'm just not i mean certainly that's not every student yeah 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 but um i remember one a student i had this wasn't an nyu student but going around and saying i was a misguided teacher telling other teachers even black teachers that i was a misguided teacher because i made people feel things you know and she didn't think that theater should have people should actors shouldn't feel things and audiences shouldn't feel things and that was very misguided of me <clears throat> So uh, I was like, okay. So that student is no longer an actor. I mean, <laughs> that student was a director. That's that cool. was a director I was going to say that is definitely. That was a director. That is something student. a director would say. Not, yeah. No offense to the directors, but like a yeah. bad director would say that. You know, I'm sure she'll be very, very successful. <laughs> <laughs> I even oh, had no. some students, uh, I, some of my bad reviews were um, how punitive it uh, was of me to have them read August Wilson monologues. 
So I'm like, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I feel like I need some diversity in my classrooms or I just, I'm not willing to be in a classroom if it's not, there isn't some diversity. That's interesting in because yeah, the classrooms that I'm in fortunately are quite diverse. I have not, I have not had to teach a course where I am the only person of color in the room, mm. which I would imagine would be tricky. So I'm going to out you in another way now. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Oh, are you ready? Yeah, do it. You are Korean. Does that mean South Korean? Uh, yes. But you told me you are not into South Korean horror, and it is the moment of parasite. <laughs> Come on. Now, how does this happen? Well, okay. So... This is okay. First of all, I think Parasite is a masterpiece. Yes. It is a masterpiece. But if you like, if you're like me and you're like a, you know, obsessed with South Korean horror, you're like, it's, it's a masterpiece, but like, that's just what South Koreans do. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Koreans don't play. Um, but I, 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 it's funny because you think it's a horror movie. I, I don't. It isn't a horror movie. Okay. But Bang Jong Ho does make a lot of horror movies. Yes, yes. Mother. Yes. Okay. yes. But what I think about South Korean horror is that's what makes it exciting. It's not horror. There's these mixtures of genres. I always describe it as you could be singing a song and then the next you're chopping up a baby and eating it. (laughs) Then it's like some three stooges. And then, you know, it it becomes a mystery. Yeah, And that's, they just mix every genre and it's just okay. And it's interesting. No Aristotelian story structure (laughs) at all. One of my my favorites, you've got to watch this, Bedeviled, the Korean Bedeviled. I I don't know it. It's a fantastic movie that opens with a woman watching another woman get beat down by a bunch of men in a street. (laughs) And the woman falls on her car and is asking for help, and she just turns her head. And then the police bring her in because they see her in the CCTV and ask her to identify the assailants. She refuses. She goes to work, slaps some people around, you know, denies this old woman housing, and that's our protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's South Korean movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Uh, yes sure (laughs) i was like yeah that sounds about right Uh, you know it's funny my parents um they're not really into like movies or or seeing things or like really anything except you know church uh, and golf um but i spoke to my mom yesterday and she's like oh you know me and dad we went to go see parasite i was like great what did you think and she said it's it was it's very deep it was a very deep movie i was like yes and she goes you know the rich people were kind of bad but also the poor people were kind of bad too mm. and i was like yeah mm. <laughs> great mm. she's like yeah we're all kind of bad like, <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> yeah we're all kind yeah. of bad yeah, yeah. um it, it's just funny to talk to them about art because I, I, we never do, you know. And is it because, you know, they come from wherever they came from when you said they, like, what was the per- the reason of their immigration? Was it Well, war? you know, yeah, well, you know, in South Korea, um, when my parents, this is probably in the in the 60s in South, in South Korea, maybe even like earlier, maybe like late 50s, um, you know, my parents were born in 1940, 1941, and... Korea was like a third world country. Yeah. I mean, there was no economy. It was it was poor, poor, poor. Okay. So they they my parents actually met in Germany. Oh, yeah. There was this program between um, South Korea and Germany. Germany needed a workforce, so they brought people from South Korea to work. And was they, it like 
enslaved work, like really well, treated bad work. Well, the men were coal miners. So my oh. dad was a coal miner and my mom was a nurse. Um, and yeah. She had to be educated already. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, I think my mom was, uh, I believe my mom was a nurse already at that time. And my mom, um, you know, typically, like my mom did not have to do this, but typically the nurses were the ones who were cleaning bodies at the morgue. Mm. So they were doing grunt work, you know, okay. dangerous grunt. Uh, the men were doing dangerous. Coal mining. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous. Um, but you know, they were able to make a good amount of money and then send it back home or like save it. So my parents met in Germany, they got married in Germany, uh, and they had my, my oldest sister in Germany before coming to the States. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, it's crazy to think that their first language after Korean was German. Right. And then, and then, <laughs> and English. then English. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy because when they came to the States in, um, the late, six i think it was 69 um they lived in park slope and uh because you know park slope was not part was yeah, not park exactly. slope back then and um crazy enough my husband and i moved into an apartment a few months ago in park slope and i think we are like five blocks away from their first apartment wow yeah i know it's it's kind of crazy to think it's yeah, yeah, just coming around. Yeah, yeah, small yep. world that we are living in. Exactly. Now, Wild Goose Dreams. Sure. The play you did at the public, which I love. Oh, love, thank you so loved. much. Such a beautiful story. And were there a lot of um, um, people of Asian descent working on that whole team? Um, yeah, you know, so the costume designer was Linda Cho. She's Korean American as well. Um, Clint Ramos did I this. Love Clint. Oh, Clint's the best. Um, I think. Yeah, and then the assistant director, uh, assistant director uh, Nana Dakin was was on board, uh, and Hansel Jung, of course, who wrote the play. Um, her brother actually wrote some of the music. Okay. For, <laughs> for okay. I think he wrote one of the songs, um, and then the cast was predominantly of Asian descent. Uh, it was a very diverse cast regardless. Right. Um, I mean, I guess for me, when you come and see something and you feel so moved and then it's like, but I don't know, this could be like a misappropriation of the culture. I know it's not, it, it wasn't Korean though. They, it was. It was a Korean. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> was that your experience? Though, that no, you, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, but I always question when I love something from another culture of, is this somebody's gaze on the culture? Ah, versus I see. like, I, I remember I saw that, play um pale something the pale ale oh pale ale um, yeah india pale I, ale i think yeah i didn't like it mm-hmm. but i was like asking south asian people in the audience like is this like resonating, this with resonating you? for you because it's not resonating <laughs> right, with me right, 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 right. <laughs> interesting i mean that's a, that's an interesting um observation of oneself um i i i feel like i feel like it was it was I know for a fact, like my cousin is a is a is a goose dad. Like you know, a goose dad. Tell uh, us what's a goose dad. <laughs> so the, uh, those are um, Korean men who stay in Korea to work while they send money to uh, their kids in usually in the United States. So like the mom and the kid will go to the states so the kid can get an American education while the father stays in Korea to work, to make the money and send it to them. So you're living this like parallel existence, Mm. but not really together. Mm -hmm. And that is so common in Korean culture, especially and being Korean American. Like I knew so many people who were kids of goose dads. Like it was just so common that like the dad was in Korea 
and it wasn't around. It, okay. it, so it's um, it's really it's really interesting. Um, I feel like there are other cultures that have something similar, but it the feels West Indians. The, oh yeah. <clears throat> You know, I think all of the sort of immigrants from South yeah. and Central America. Right. But it doesn't just dads. It could be goose moms. Yeah, yeah. I think particularly with Korea, it's it's dads. That was my conversation with Peter Kim, star of Hackers and the upcoming 40-year version. Stay tuned for part two. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.